Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, everybody? This is So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is on my left. And guess what? We're in a brand new place. Woo-woo. Can I get a woo-woo? Can I get a woo-woo? I'm just really excited, you guys. We moved. Justin, say hi so they know that you're here and I didn't leave you behind. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. What if you did leave me behind? That would be very sad because you'd be all alone in that cold apartment right now. Oh, by myself. By the way, this is a funny callback for those of you who don't know. Actually, none of you know. Uh, Justin got up from the couch earlier today for no apparent reason and walked across our very large living room and sat in the office chair facing the bookshelf. And was he trying to pick something out? Not that I know of. He just decided to sit there by himself and he started out of the blue going, So it was like self-imposed exile. Why'd you do it? Because I was looking for a DVD. Oh. Was it one of the movies that we watched tonight that you were looking for? Yes. Well, let me just tell the nice people at home what we saw. We went for an all-sequel evening. The first, uh, and not the foremost, was Titanic Two. Yes, it exists. No, it had nothing to do with James Cameron, Leonardo DiCaprio, or Kate Winslet. Not uh, even Bill Paxton. That what? Sh- that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> but it was released last year, so it's 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 new. Yeah, it, it's, just, it just hit the streets. It, yeah, it, it it did not hit the movie theaters. <laughs> it was a straight uh, to DVD sort of. Darn, it darn well should have. It should have hit the movie theaters? Yes. Really? Every single movie theater. Really? Yes. Why? I'm just kidding. It was awful. Okay, good. Okay. And then uh, the second movie that we will get into is Karate Kid 2. Because... No, 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 no. The Karate Kid Part 2. Excuse me. It's a big difference. You're right. I failed. The part. Sorry. Part. Okay. Yeah. We had to be proper about it. I had seen uh, Karate Kid, the original movie, when I, I myself was a kid, uh, Reseda, but I had never seen the sequel. At least, not that I remembered. So and, since, and since you forget movies that you watch the day after, <laughs> you pretty much knew nothing about the Karate Kid 1 that you had seen. I really hope that you guys visit me in the hospital when I'm older and have officially Alzheimer's, because it's going to be very sad. It's going to be very similar to now, except you'll be older. Oh, Are you going to write me things like The Notebook? Yes. Are you really? Yes. I'll be like, remember that time you watched Credit Kid Part 2? That was cool. And I will say, yes, I remember that we watched Karate Kid Part 2, but I might not necessarily remember anything about it. No, it'll be more like... Can we watch Titanic again? And, <laughs> and the inside, I'll be like, 
We've watched it every day for the past 17 years. But then I'll be like, okay, we'll watch it again. Wow, I'm doing pretty well if I have Alzheimer's for 17 years and I'm still asking to watch my favorite movie and I remember it by name. Then we're doing okay. Whoa, where's my love for watching it for every day for 17 years with you? You would do that? I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> pretty extreme. Yeah, see, that's just it. I had a feeling. Well, the only reason we're watching where we watched Titanic 2 in the first place is because Titanic 1 is your favorite movie all the time. No, no. No, no. Mm-hmm. Not Titanic 1. There is no such thing as Titanic 1. There the, is... The first one no, was Titanic 1. There is Titanic. And that is it. And then there are things like this, which make me want to gag. First of all, are you insulted that they would even make a Titanic 2? No, surprisingly. What? Because here's the thing. I am. You are? Yes. Really? Why? Before we get into why I'm not. Because it insults their memory, man. Are you serious? Imagine going back in time and telling the people that were on the Titanic before it sank, being like, Guys, in the future, there's not going to be, there's not only going to be one, but two movies about this. There actually was a lot more than... And then a bunch of crappy TV specials. I was going to say, there were, there were TV specials and there was a 1950s movie about Titanic. Either way, it's like having like a, a United 93 Part 2 or a Schindler's List 2. (laughs) Schindler's List Harder. You just don't want to have any of that. It's just unnecessary. Not only was it just unnecessary in theory, in practice, it, once you watch it, it's like, why does this even exist? This is the worst of the worst. This is not. This is not bad. Bad. This is not funny. Bad. Funny. Bad. This is just sad. Bad. Like it just makes <laughs> you sad that you're watching it and that there's no nothing going on throughout the movie. Justin's right, y'all. This was no Schindler's List harder. <laughs> This w- I'm just comparing that, you know, United 93 and Chandler's List did not necessitate uh, a, a sequel. Necessitate a sequel. In the, in the same way that Titanic. Here's the thing about Titanic 2. Uh, backstory, backstory. After James Cameron's Titanic came out in 1997, there was a very brief but notable period of interest where uh, they, the powers that be, were discussing actually manufacturing a brand new ship and calling it Titanic 2, made to look exactly like the original, except it would be all state-of-the-art and, you know, would not sink. That was the idea. And that they said that they hope to have it ready by 2012, because that would be the 100-year anniversary of when the original Titanic sailed and sank. And uh, for a very brief period of time, writing on the notoriety and popularity of the movie... It was actually considered, and people said they would buy tickets and the whole thing. And then finally, somebody spoke up and said, guys, this is morbid and probably a bad idea. Let's not do that. And say we did. And so... It's like the Challenger 2. Yeah. Come on, guys. Get up. It's looks. Let's give that bad ship a good name. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like that. And so the whole idea became next. And who knows if that was... um, Shane, what's his face is by the way, the director of Titanic Two is named um, Shane, not what's his face, but uh, Van Dyke. I don't know if maybe Shane Van Dyke heard that and then said, "Hey, what a great idea! 
I'm going to make a pseudo sequel to James Cameron's Titanic called Titanic 2 because that could have happened. And there it went. <laughs> I, don't, he, I don't know if he, he put that much thought into it. Here's the problem. Well, among many. Here, First of all, um, obviously James Cameron was not going to sign off of this. Nor was uh, Paramount or 20th Century Fox, both of which co- um, Produced. I thought. I thought, I thought Leo was going to be in it. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I'm so sure. The first Leo. scene, which by the way is like ten minutes of this guy surfing <laughs> in the ocean next to some icebergs. You're like Greenland. I thought it was Leo. I thought he'd come back. Wow. And you, from the dead. You must have thought that Leo zombie iceberg tsunami surfer. You must have thought that Leo came back as like a 45-year-old, slightly bloated surfer guy with facial hair and weirdly colored blonde hair. 45-year-old? He was, uh... That's what he was, about. This take, The movie takes place in 2012, right? Yes. Okay. Nonetheless, <laughs> obviously, as I was saying, James Cameron and none of the people who were involved with the original 1997 movie were going to sign off on this. With good reason. So, Shane, uh, I almost said McGrath for some reason, but no, that's not a person. Shane Van Dyke couldn't, um... Or even, that, that's even his real name. <laughs> I think he's actually a member of the Van Dyke family. Like, as in Dick. Oh. That explains everything, then. But he, you know, he couldn't use any of the stuff, uh, like the characters or following up on the storyline from the original, so... It, I, you know, he loosely, I guess, tried to do a love story against the backdrop of this. Okay, anyway, before I go further, I need to tell you something. It's not that Titanic 2 hits an iceberg. Obviously, you know something happens. It's that a tsunami is created <laughs> by, like, it's not a sheet of ice, but what is that? Like an island of ice near Greenland? Like an ice shelf just falls into the yeah. ocean. Yeah, a piece of an ice shelf basically falls off into the ocean, which creates a ripple tsunami effect that can be felt all the way to New York. Yes, but, but that wave carries in itself a bunch of ice. So oh, yeah. it's like the ice is coming from all directions, directions at this... Stupid Titanic to the ship. These stupid people decided to take. Right. Stupidly. It's not even like they get the chance to ignore ice warnings like the actual ship did in 1912. Like, it basically took that out of the equation and was like, let's just throw ice at the ship and see what happens. And so they do that, and needless to say, it does not end well. And here's who it doesn't end well for. Not the people who are left on the boat. No. The people who actually were smart enough to say... Gee, in 1912, a lot of people died by staying on the boat. Let's get in the lifeboats this time, shall we? Because apparently there's enough for all of us this time around. They're the ones who get it because then a second tsunami comes and wipes out all the lifeboat people. Dude, there's iceberg tsunamis. You never know when they're going to come. But the biggest problem about this movie is that it wasn't... um, Yes. Good. Interesting... compelling not you know (laughs) there wasn't a script or actors there was like two actors that you that you might have seen bruce davis and this old guy who definitely should have been in this movie and then brooke burns who was bruce willis's old ex-girlfriend and she was like on 
a bunch of crap I've never seen before. And both of the the more notable actors that Justin just mentioned, <laughs> actors, <laughs> they played the scientists. Hey, man, whatever gets you work, I guess, or yeah. whatever pays. I guess. <laughs> Who knew that this paid? Uh, they are scientists associated with uh, NOAA, which, what is that, the North Oceanic something? Stupid People Association? No, they, they. I don't know. They're basically environmentalist scientists. When an iceberg tsunami comes down, they're the ones that, that teach you how to. That warn you. How do you get away from an iceberg? No, tsunami? they didn't. They didn't even do that. They didn't teach you how to get away from it. They're basically their whole role was to explain why the tsunami was going to happen and to worry about Bruce Davison's daughter, who apparently was on the maiden voyage of Titanic Two. Like that was their whole purpose in life, and to sit in an elevator, an elevator um, helicopter. She's a nurse that just the daughter was would nurse. sit around talking to her nurse friend in the medical part of the ship. What did they do? In infirmary. But they weren't even like nurses. They just happened to wear the sexy nurse costumes. It wasn't even like a real nurse's outfit. Truly, it looked like they went shopping at Party City and then sat in the Titanic 2 infirmary and were like, let's talk about Hayden. Yeah, Hayden's the guy who owns the shop. And I used to date him. He was awesome. And now he has like three girls on each one of his arms like you Hefner. And, oh my god, we're in the Titanic too! <laughs> wow. They were like dolphins. That went for way longer than it should have. But that's what they were like. No, but that's just it. That's what they were like. And you want you wanted to kill yourself as the viewer. But it's because the scenes would run for like five minutes more than they really should. And you'd just be like... <sighs> Guys, it wasn't even like... Like bad funny porn. It, no, it wasn't even like yo yo. Like bad funny porn. No, I watch. no. When I when I wanted to watch it, I thought it was gonna be like a, a sci fi movie where yeah, it had corny dialogue, but it was it, it was kind of funny because it was so bad. Like like yeah. I said, this is not even funny bad. It's yeah. sad bad because yeah. even the bad effects weren't even up to snuff. Yeah, this is no sharktopus, y'all. Shark. Wow, that would have been great if sharktopus would have been riding on the iceberg tsunami. And then they, 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 <laughs> they got hit twice by these tsunamis, and then the sharktopus comes and just like eats the whole ship. Yeah, and in this version, uh, the doors don't close. The the, the watertight compartment bulkhead says they don't um, close like they did in 1912, where it's done kind of by an emergency pulley system, and then the whole iron gate shuts down from above. No, no, this is like you know automatic, hermetically sealed sort of doors. That one of the guys attempts to hold open or pry open with an axe, and then you watch Amy's, Amy's the daughter, her best friend, like, basically gets, how do I put this, um, decapitated from the waist below? There you go. Her stomach's starting to hurt. <laughs> yes, she had a big stomach ache after that. You already talked about the elevator thing? Just that. That they tried, the main characters tried to take the elevator in the middle of the ship sinking. No, we did not discuss that. What is up with that? I think they were trying to copy the braverism of Rose in uh, 97 Titanic. I hate that I even have to differentiate the two, you guys, because there should be just, just be one. Braverism? Yes. It's very Did wicked. she take the elevator? <laughs> yeah, she did. Do you remember when she, when she wanted to, she went to go save Jack and she like, like Rambo in the elevator, she pulled the gate shut and she goes, E deck! And the guy took her all the way down and then it was flooded and he was like, I'm going back up! 
I'm going back up. And he went back up and left her there. So she had to find her way to Jack and she was holding the pipe and it was really cold. And she had to like shimmy holding the pipe and she went, oh. Wow. I'm so glad I haven't seen that in a long time. It was good. It was brave. Oh, whatever. I'm sure we'd be taking the elevator in the middle of the sinking ship. I would take the steps, man. Well, yeah. It's just adding on difficulty, pretty much. Yeah, but if... It's like, hey, I'm going to go put on some roller skates. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if the the steps are flooded, then you kind of have to take the elevator. But... Wait a minute. Wait, before I save you, let me put on 20 winter-sized coats. (laughs) But you probably shouldn't be taking any sort of electrical device when there's water involved. Oh, there was that whole, like, 10-minute-long scene where... She was trying to get by the sparkly uh, See, wire this thing. is what I mean when I say that Shane, not McGrath, but Van Dyke, decided that he wanted to try to steal little bits and pieces from the original movie without, you know, attributing or acting like he was actually doing anything. First, the elevator thing. His characters decide to go in an elevator, but unlike Rose, they get stuck in the elevator. And, as I just mentioned, Rose in the real... Titanic, like, you know, holds onto a pipe, and I know you all know what I'm talking about. She shimmies her way down to get to Jack, or to get a, actually, once she visits Jack, it's to get back, nonetheless. Titanic 1? Yeah. In this version, there is a wire that has gotten loose, and it's basically like the 70s movie Earthquake, where the wire's, like, dancing on the ground, and it's like, and there's puddles, and they're like... We can't step in the puddles because we'll be electrocuted. What do we do? I know. Roller skates. No. Let's shimmy across this pipe to get all the way across the room. Wow, wearing roller skates. There were no roller skates. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there might as well have been. I mean. Come on. I mean. Yeah. It's already difficult enough. Let's add roller skates. And no kidding, you guys. It took like 10 minutes for these characters and they didn't just, like, use a pipe. They, they weren't in waist-deep deep water like Rose was, where, you know, she's holding on to an axe and holding on to a pipe with one hand and just shimmying and tra- kind of, like, half-swimming, half-shimmying on the pipe. No. They weren't in any sort of water. They basically had to jump up, and they used the pipe like monkey bars to go all the way across. And it um, took forever. Basically, once the ship starts sinking, you're just wanting the ship to sink faster because yeah. every single character in this movie is just like, okay, whatever. You want them to die. Uh, you had a problem with the main guy. Did you not find him attractive enough? It wasn't a matter of whether or not he was attractive. He was a douche. He was a douche? He was a douche. He was kind of a dick. That was true. Yeah. So what were his redeeming qualities? A, he was a rich douche, kind of like Cal was in the original one, except they made him blonde. And for whatever reason, everybody was supposed to love him by virtue of him being a rich douche who decided to create and finance Titanic 2. The only thing that he was supposed to have going for him is that once upon a time he dated the semi-protagonist Amy. So it would have been funny if he would have gone like to the bow of the ship as Sunset was going to be like, I'm the biggest dick in the world! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first time you see him, he comes on, he's got like five girls on each arm. Uh, Hugh Hefner, I'm telling you. Ugh. He had nothing redeeming about him. And then... When they, the the two characters had their first meeting where it's like, hey, it's been a while. You haven't called me. It's been six months. Well, why didn't you call me? Well, my, my father punched you in the face because you're a bad person. Yeah, he's probably right. Well, I hope you're happy. Well, we could have been together. No, we couldn't have been. Okay, see you later on the ship.
dot, dot, dot. Yeah. It was kind of like that. Basically, I will never watch this movie again. I'm sad that I watched it in the first place. I feel like it dishonored Titanic from 97. You mean Titanic 1? No, it is Titanic. There is no what. You know what? From here to from here to forth, we will not say that Titanic 2 even exists. That way we don't have to differentiate. There is Titanic and that is it. That's it. What was your favorite scene? There is Titanic and that is it. Are you asking me what my favorite scene is in the 97 <laughs> Titanic? Because I will tell you. No, I'm not differentiating in Titanic. What's that talk about? I've told you about 1997 Titanic enough. I would I would just like this. Neither of them exist from now on. No. My favorite scene in Titanic wasn't even in the movie. It was in the script, however. Okay. It's after the third class party, but before Cal loses his, his S-H-I-T. And Rose and Jack... They meander around the, the deck and they're totally drunk and they sing "Come Josephine" my flying machine for the first time. And then they see a shooting star and they go, "That was a long one." And Jack says something about like, "Oh, my father used to tell me that when you see shooting star, it means the soul is going to heaven." And Rose is like, "I like that." And they're so small, everyone in my world. They live in a champagne bubble. One day the bubble's going to burst, and they see the shooting star. And she goes, that was a long one. And he goes, what would you wish for? And she looks really sadly at him for a second because they haven't kissed or anything yet at this point. And she goes, something I can't have. Good night, Jack. And then she goes inside and he tries to chase after her, but she's already gone back to her world. And then Cal loses his shape. I would love to expound about how scary it is that your favorite scene in the movie isn't even in the movie. <laughs> and that you say, it was in the script, but it then was. they cut it out. And they did. And they filmed it, though. It's on the uh, collector's edition. I understand. I understand. You've told me about this many times. I know, but I've seen them. I've seen the scene. Oh, no, we've talked about your Titanic obsession a couple times. On yeah, the but we haven't talked about how scary scene. it is. It's not scary. I went to the premiere. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was a Kiss FM premiere, but nonetheless, I went. You stalked the premiere pretty much. And no, when I was 14, I wrote Kiss FM a long fax, and I explained why I deserved to go to the premiere, because they were giving away tickets all weekend long, and I kept calling every hour for like three days straight, and I didn't sleep, and I didn't win. Because I'd read the script like a year in advance, because I was precocious. Oh my god. Okay, never... Uh, scares me too many times. No. <sighs> Let's not talk about this anymore. Fine. So what would you give Titanic 2 a grade? F. F? Fail. F minus? If the, if I could give it a G, I G would. G plus. Yes. You give it a G plus. No, no plus G. <laughs> what was this even rated? Crap. <laughs> it was rated crap. Yes. <laughs> it was put up by. Don't watch it. No, it was put up by this. I'll, I'll even ruin the mo- end of the movie for you. The dick, the dick dies, and that's the end of the movie. Pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. His last breath. He's like, oh, and then it cuts to credits. Yeah. There's not even a, a denouement nope. at all. No denouement. And apparently um, it was put out by this company. I want to say it was it called Ascent Media. No, it was Asylum because oh, they're, Asylum. they're crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I had read that Asylum, yeah, Justin's right. They're crazy. And that basically if you ever see the logo of Asylum on anything, don't watch it, don't buy it, look away. It will burn your retinas. Like this one did. Ugh. But not enough to watch another movie. No, I'm just going to forget that, that, that this ever happened. This didn't happen. Karate Kid 2. Woo-woo. Karate Kid Part 2. So much better. My bad. Yeah, God, Justin. Because this movie has a story and characters I care about. Yeah. 
Well, it was the same people making the second one, so that probably helps. <laughs> I think they started making this like five days after the first one premiered. So they were like, okay, we've got something good on our hands. Ralph Macchio is getting, he's looking kind of old. Let's hurry up and make this. Back to work. Uh, how old do you think Ralph Macchio is now? Is he like... 90. No. He's old. Come on. No, he had a pretty funny, he had that funny a die uh, video like last year. He's probably in his 40s, I don't know. It's so scary to think of. When I was watching this, I thought, oh my gosh, oh. we've all gotten so old. And poor Pat Morita, he got so old he died. What did he die of? Awesomeism. <laughs> yep. There you go. If you want to choose a way to go, choose that. It wouldn't be that bad to die. You just like you're so awesome that you exploded, pretty much. Wouldn't want to explode. Can't you be so awesome that you just implode? Maybe he imploded from awesomeism. He created a black hole. A black hole of awesome. Yeah, he did. He sucked in all the other lesser awesome people that were standing amongst him. No, he didn't, because Pat Morita is not like that. He doesn't want to suck people down with him. He wants to give off auras of greatness and respect. Overall, what did you think about Karate Kid 2? It was good. Really? Yeah. Um, there were, I mean, a few things where I was kind of like, wait a minute, why is that happening? Or what What just happened? Or I would ask you, like, why? why is that okay with, you know... The whole honor code. But overall, it was a good movie. All this movie's about is honor. Evidently. And it has my favorite soundtrack song of all time. What, Peter Cetera? Peter Cetera, Glory of Love. Was that in the first one? No. Oh. Really? Really. I thought, I always assumed that that song was from the first Karate Kid. No, it was in this... It was showcased within the film. Like a night in shining armor. From a long time ago. You should probably only sing less than three seconds so you don't have to pay royalties. That was longer than three seconds. I wasn't saying the words, though. It doesn't matter. Somebody wrote the the melody. I'm sure Peter Cetera is, like, listening to every single <laughs> podcast. All over, all over the internet looking for his glory of love to be set. Hey. You know, how do you know Peter Cetera isn't litigious? I love Peter Cetera. Don't sue, don't sue me, Peter Cetera. <laughs> I sang your song at my birthday party. You did at your birthday party. It was a karaoke birthday party. Yes, it was. What's that word again? Birthday. <laughs> That's how I said it. I know, it's cute. Back to the movie. Back to Karate Kid Part 2. So what vexed you? Um. Well, there were just a few things. I'm, first of all, the whole concept in general. That, that they went there? No. That they left Allie, my favorite character? Like, Elizabeth Shue, she loved him, you know? She loved him throughout number one. And what happens? Just breaks up with her at the beginning of two. Oh, I didn't really care about that. Come on, we're moving on to different things. We're going to Japan. Leaves her mom, his mom in Fresno. So he goes to Okinawa instead of Fresno? What's wrong with Fresno? Fresno's boring. Fresno's boring. Yeah, okay. Fresno. I mean, come on. I've never been to Fresno. Okay, Okinawa it is. I don't think you're missing much. Okay. Okay, so they go to Okinawa. Here is my main thing. I'm like, all right, I get it. You had a tiff back when you were 18, um, Miyagi, with this guy named Sato. Can't you guys just drop it? Aren't you supposed to be in your 60s? Miyagi! Oh, yeah! Miyagi! Sato sounded like 
the dinosaur <coughs> crypt keeper man. <laughs> Number one, the crypt keeper wasn't a dinosaur, I don't think. <laughs> How do you know? Maybe he was. I used to love Tales from the Crypt. No, but Sada's always like, Viarki! He's always yelling, yeah. You fight to death! And it's always very gravelly. You disparage my honor! Yeah, what's wrong with him? Remove the stick from your butt. Go to the 7-Eleven, buy me a Coca-Cola! We will speak English even though we are Japanese! <laughs> Things like that bother me too. I'm like, they're Japanese. Why aren't they speaking in Japanese? The American public hates subtitles! <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> they're too lazy to read! <laughs> that is why I'm yelling in English! Oh, man. that's bo- That bothered me. English! English! Oh. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of those moments. A lot of them. Uh, but basically, yeah, so first of all, I was like, come on, guys. You fought over a girl and you were 18 years old. I kind of understand at the time challenging, you know, the other person in the love triangle to a match, even doing it to death if you really were into the girl that much. But come on, when 45 years or so pass by, like, can't you get over it? I fully expected Sato just to be, like, sitting there at the airport, still holding the grudge like this. <laughs> he has, Justin has his chin propped up on his face. Yogi! I've been waiting! <laughs> holding this grudge! Crotch? Grudge. Oh. <laughs> holding my grudge and a grudge! <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I have been here holding this grudge! All this time in this airport bathroom. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) The way you make me feel, Miyagi! (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay. Wow. We grew it, of course. Yes, we did. (laughs) Yes, Sato. Yeah. He's a shouty man. He has a hard time with grudges. He's got a lot of money, and so you would think that he would be like, I have all this money to keep me warm. I could swim in it. I could throw it up in the air. I could say, wee! I could probably buy a wife. But, but, but no! I hold grudge against you, Miyagi man! (laughs) And here's what the part that's even stupider is that... Miyagi's dad trained Sato in the ways of karate. So you would think that there would be a certain level of respect there where he'd be like, all right, man, tell you what, I don't really want to be your friend. I don't have to like you, but your dad was a cool guy and he got really sick and I know you came back just for this. And none of this, you get three days for grieving thing. More like, so I'll tell you what, leave me alone, don't steal my next wife, and we'll be okay. Cool? Cool. Yogi! Yes. <laughs> Just like that. I will trample on your garden. Did that's, you feel that's the thing in this movie, man? If 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 anyone wanted to be thuggish, yeah. they would just mess up their garden. Yeah. It was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, punch me in the face, man, but don't mess up my garden. That's my livelihood. You'd be like, I will put this knife to your throat. I won't actually use it, but I will tear up your bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what happened throughout the movie. Look at me, I am tilling your bonsai solo with my knife. <laughs> you like this palm tree? I rip it out of the ground. 
and plant it upside down. It will not grow this way. My favorite part, too, is when um, the nephew of Sato was messing up the dojo. He's a dick. He is a dick. He didn't, like, put anything through walls, and he didn't, you know, totally go crazy with, like, actually ruining the foundation of the establishment. He was, like, stabbing wall decorations. No, not just wall decorations, but the two rules of karate. (laughs) Yes, you're right. Use karate only for the fits. Rule number two, make sure you know rule number one. Yeah. And the nephew dick guy just went in there and just, like... (laughs) Like, I messed up your wall decorations! Yucky! Yogi! Yes. <laughs> you do it better than me. <laughs> Dinosaur Crypt Keeper. Yogi, we're in the middle of hurricane. That's by by far my, my probably my second favorite scene is the uh, her, whole hurricane thing. That one girl who's on the telephone pole where you're like, just get down. You're not five. You can climb. You got up there. I know. What happened to Sato during that? Shouldn't he have been like yelling with his booming voice and get down? <laughs> That sounded like Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> Arnold made a guest appearance in The Karate Kid too. Part you two. do Sato. Okay. Go. Get down! No, that's not Sato. It sounds more like Arnold. <laughs> do Miyagi. You gotta do Miyagi. That's how you get Miyagi? into it. No, he, he says Miyagi before everything he says. Go ahead. Wait. Go ahead. I need to stop laughing. Give me a second. Miyagi! Get down! Get down! It's not a tour! (laughs) (laughs) It's a hurricane! We're back to Arnold there. What happened? No, because I'm Arnold and you're Sato. Oh, okay. It's a buddy buddy comedy. I didn't realize that's what was happening. We're taking on a hurricane. It's like Twister 2. You are not five! You climb down on your own! (laughs) (laughs) Who is your daddy and what does he do? I will tear up his bonsai garden if you don't get down. Oh, no. Yeah, it's kind of what, ha- what happened. You know, okay, I gotta say this. I like Ralph Macchio. I like his character well enough. I feel like he was a little extraneous in this movie. <laughs> no? Just a little bit. You, but without him, it would be the Karate Kid Part 2. Right. It would be Karate Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> Karate Miyagi. It's kind of what it was, though. I mean, it was about Miyagi and his family Miyagi, and Miyagi the code honor. Miyagi doesn't even want to fight. Right. He just wants to go home and see his dad and chill with his old lady. Woman. I honestly kind of feel like it was compelling enough of a story to find out about this old grudge between Miyagi and Sato and what happened with Miyagi's father and then the woman that he left behind and, you know, Japanese culture and honor and all that. Like, why did we need Ralph Macho to just be there and be an American kid? I know. He should have left. He should have went to Fresno. <laughs> well, no, because that implies I don't like him. I just feel like And Miyagi was... and Sato should have actually fought it out in the end instead of Sato just forgiving him because he saved him in the fallen down you know, house. He did have quite the quick change of heart. Did you notice that? Like, he spent 60 years or whatever being, was, holding was, a grudge. He was even yelling at him when Miyagi was trying to, like, save, save him. Save him from the downed lumber. This is your one chance! Miyagi! <laughs> Miyagi! Let me die with honor! No. With my house falling on my head! He didn't even say let me die with honor. He said this is the only way for you to get back your honor. I guess by letting him die in the rain. If I was Miyagi, I'd be like, you don't tell me what the rules are, Sato. Shut your, shut your whole mouth. 
your whole mouth. <laughs> I, I, if I were a Miyagi, I'd be like, this is 1989. We have no problem no more. It ain't no longer 1947. Is it 89? I think it's like 86, 87. This 1987. <laughs> we have Pong. We move on. I always wanted a scene in the movie where the um, Miyagi's old girlfriend was going to ask what he's been doing for the past 45 years. And Miyagi had been like, I've been the general manager for a small apartment in Reseda. Catching flies with my chopsticks and teaching nerdy kids how to, you know, kick guys in the face. They had no idea about Reseda. They'd be like, oh, Lacida. No, she wanted to go at the end. She's like, please, take me with you. Right, I know she was. And you're like, no, you don't want to go to Reseda. Seriously. Yeah, seriously, you can do better. You can do so much better. Fresno. You can do better in Fresno. Although, Miyagi's pad in, you know, West Hills or whatever you thought it was. It looked like West Hills to me. He had like a back area that was like the little creek and uh he had a bonsai garden that bonsai had not garden. been touched by sato or sato's men at that point well, yeah or at any point well that's the stuff that in in the first movie that he had had uh daniel san do he's like daniel san do all these chores <laughs> you do some gardening paint the fence build the bonsai garden is that why in the beginning of this of this second movie he was like you put nail in walls. Yeah, that's that's the way he fools Daniel into doing all the chores, pretty much. By, like, teaching him that it's an important thing, like a lesson about karate in general and focus. Yeah, it's, nice. it's sort of like, sometimes I'm like, Chrissy, you'll take the clean dishes out of the dishwasher. You're not Sato, are you yelling at me when this is happening? That's not teaching me anything. I wasn't yelling. If Chrissy! I was, if I was Sato, I'd be like, Miyagi! Oh, Miyagi, there are clean dishes in the dishwasher. You will clean them out. We'll lose Protect- your honor. We'll lose your honor. <laughs> so wait, okay, let's pretend. Ding, ding, not imitation bell, but ding, ding, masterpiece theater. If this were our version of Karate Kid, and you were Miyagi... And you were trying to trick me into doing a chore by somehow teaching me about focus or honor uh-huh. or karate. How would you do it? If I'm like, sorry, Miyagi, not today, man. Daniel son. My name is Chrissy. Daniel son. Chrissy son. Take plunger, plunge toilet. Do- I don't want to. Pipes clear of Dookie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad to convince me and trick me into doing a chore. You are not Miyagi. Hate to tell you. That you fail. Like Titanic 2. Chrissy son, go to Chipotle. Give me a veggie burrito. Why? Just as I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is enough. What? I've had enough of it. Yeah, but you brought up you brought up something that made me actually think of the movie. What? Why do they all talk in third person? Miyagi do this. <laughs> to make sure you know that he's actually going to do it, I guess. I don't know. But He's full of himself. No, but... No, he's not. He, he talks in third person, and he, obviously he speaks English quite well, because he can take abstract concepts and, you know, teach them in ways that are interesting and unique. Miyagi! Not Sato. Okay. But he, he phrases them in, like, broken English, where it would be like, Miyagi, 
chopstick fly. As opposed to, I'm using the chopsticks to get the fly. Speaking of broken, say you're walking down the street with your girls, and you, and you walk into a bar, and they're having that ice chopping competition, and the girl across the way, like, calls you out. It's like, okay, bring her up here. Let's see how many blocks of ice she can <laughs> chop. You think you can do one, two? I would. It's, it's all in your head. It's not, it's, there's nothing about strength. I would ask. Do I have to use my hands? Am I allowed to use tools? <laughs> You're like, can I use my head? It's really hard. I have no. I'd be like, I've got some really long, what look like, and I'm. this is coke, other people's coke, turns. Coke nails? Yes. I was going to say, not that I do coke, but other people always go, oh my god, you have coke nails. I would ask, can I use my coke nails? Like Freddy Krueger, pretty much? Not that long, come on. I don't know, they're pretty long. No, just the thumbs and the thumbs. Ow! Oh, stop. cut me. Baby. But I'd be like, can I use my my, my Coke nails? All They're right. a part of my hand. So, my favorite scene, probably yeah. your favorite scene in the movie, mm-hmm. the ending. Should we talk about that? When they have the dance and it goes awry. They go, they go to the castle with the moat around it. <sighs> like a China, China. I wouldn't say that it was necessarily my favorite scene so much as it was the most frustrating scene because... Basically, Sato's uh, nephew goes crazy and then interrupts the big, I assume it was supposed to be like a dance concert, even though all she did was wave a fan around. Dude, she was doing a traditional dance. It was very kabuki. He had to mess it up by like... (laughs) Holding her a knife point? No, he like swung down on those Japanese lights. He screwed up all the lights. He basically ziplined in. (laughs) He did. He ziplined in on the Japanese lantern-like string of lights. But here's the problem that you had throughout the whole end scene (laughs) is Chrissy's like... uh, Why is nobody helping him? Daniel's getting beat up. Chrissy's like, that boat's not that big. Why are people jumping across it and helping him? Well, first I said, why isn't anybody helping him? And you're like, oh, because there's a moat. Like, what do you expect them to do? And I'm like, have you seen the quote-unquote moat? Because I doubt it's even ten feet long and three feet deep. They could just jump in and wade across. Well, that wouldn't make for a very compelling end to the picture, would it? Yes, it would. It would be very much like Les Miserables and the Barricade. Or it would be like um, whatever other movie, The Three Musketeers, where it's all for one and one for all. (laughs) There was one douchebag and, like, 60 good people. But that's the thing. The the people knew that they were both two men fighting for each other's honor. So what they did was, instead of jumping over the moat, they took their little dinky little handheld things. Where they go, ding, 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 back and forth. And that willed them. That willed Daniel-san to win the, the fight. It was sort of like going to, like, a um, WWF wrestling match. Where the the guy like the good guys like down on the ground and people start like clapping and making noise and the guy gets like wheeled from it. He's like, Oh, I get it from the crowd, yeah. Like Hulk like Hulk Hogan did. Maybe know? that's what happened. He's like, oh, I'm kidding and he's like, ah. Maybe that's what happened when Hitler and the troops stormed into France <laughs> and the Vichy regime went Hmm, should we all bind together to, like, accost Hitler and the army? Or should we send in one person and then just be like, hope you do well? That must have been in Schindler's List, too. Schindler's List Harder. (laughs) I don't know if you missed that sequel, but it was much more, you know, explosive and fantastical than the first film. Oh, dear. More Hitler references. So, 
compared to the crane cake, you weren't as impressed with the just like. Actually, I was more impressed by that. Really? By the remaining th- when Ralph Macchio with the finally like he basically he is inspired by the little you know Japanese doohickey that hits itself, and he's like, oh, I'll hit him back and forth and knock him out. That was more impressive than the original because when they replayed the, the last scene in the very opening scene of Karate Kid Part Two, they show that that crane kick that won um, his competition in like the Valley Championship, by the way, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, don't mock the Valley Championship. Hey, I live in the Valley. I'm not mocking anything. I'm just saying it's funny. Um, and it was like a simple crane kick where I was like, that won the whole thing to the face. But come on, it's a crane kick. Like, you see it coming a mile away. There's no element of surprise. Whatever, man. When I was a kid, I was like, okay, that's what I have to do to win. The shoes love, I'll do it. But basically... So I was just walking around waiting to crane kick no, guys but that's in the just face, it. He didn't even, like, walk around and, like, assume the position of being the person who's going to accost the other person. He sat there and waited in the prep, and the guy walked into it. Do you know that I took karate when I was a kid because of the Karate Kid, the first movie? I'm sure you're not alone. I didn't know that, but I'm sure you're not alone. But what happened was, you go and you take classes. Yeah. But you're a white belt, and you keep t- I kept taking classes, but I never moved up. So I'm like, this is stupid. I want a black belt. I want to start kicking people in the face. But that's not what karate is about. It's about being on defense. Well, they so go through belt tests. I wanted to sue the Karate Kid, the movie, because they lied to me. But you go through belt testing. Like, you, you... I know, I know. It just takes too long. You didn't have enough patience to go get your yellow belt? <laughs> I was like, I'll never get to... I'll never win Elizabeth Shue's love going at this rate. You know, she she only likes guys with black belts. I could tell that you obviously didn't do this for very long. Because and I know that it shower curtain Halloween costumes. It doesn't take that long to get to your yellow belt. Shut up! It takes a long time. <laughs> I think it takes, like, a month or two. Well, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, it should only take two weeks. <laughs> and then I should be like, master champion of the universe. <laughs> and then y'all should take out your little dicky things, and then I should know what to do if we're ever in Okinawa at the castle moat place. Dude, I had one of those little dinky things when I was a kid, and I drove my mother crazy. Did you start beating people up because you were so inspired? No, because I didn't actually see it. I just knew that that happened in the movie, and I think, actually, I want to say she was watching it on TV, and I saw them all doing that, and I was like, I have that! And I ran, and I got my own, and was, like, doing it. And You're like, Mom, here. Yeah. What does this make you want to do? But then I She's would like, fight. Like, I think for several days, if not a week afterward, I would just take it out and hang out and play with it. And she'd be like, that's really annoying. Can you stop? And I'd be like, ding, 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 rubbing in my hands like sticks. That's kind of scary. You're like the bad seed or something. I'm going to kill you with this. I didn't do it in like a sinister way. I was very happy about it. Because that's not, that's not scary at all. It wasn't. I, I was a very happy little blonde kid with bright blue eyes. And I was like, I'd rub it between my hands and be like, this is so much fun. Ding, 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 like all the time. You could hear me coming. <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, no. So what was your final grade for Karate Kid 2? B. B. Yeah. All right. It's a solid 80s movie. Cool. There you go. Right. What'd you give it? Uh, around that, B, B minus. I would have given it a B plus had they actually crossed the moat and tried to help Ralph Macchio win at the end as opposed to watch him go down as the American tourist. <laughs> like, that that sucked. They were like, Miyagi! Oh. 
You let down your son, fight for honor, not jump across the boat. This is payback for Japanese internment camps. <laughs> let him go. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. But they did take the toy out. And I remember asking him, like, what is that? I don't understand how... First of all, do they all carry them around for, like, a rainy day? And they're like, yes, they're I like, might happen upon a fight today. I better carry this with me just in case. And do the women keep it in their, like, kabuki dresses? Like, where do they keep it? They don't have pockets. I'm just asking. It's a valid question. No, they do not keep it down there, Justin. That is not something you should have mimicked. <laughs> that was inappropriate. Okay. I've been... <laughs> Oh, no. I've been saving it for this moment. <laughs> I was going to say, what was that voice, by the way? I've been saving it for this moment. I was thinking of, of Arnold and Sato talk, talking again. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a fun movie. Okay, well. Yeah. Not bad. Thanks for hanging in there with us, everybody, while we, you know, we're late on the posting thing. The whole moving aspect of life. Yeah, it'd be nice to have internet hard. Some, someday. Yeah, we don't have internet right now. We're actually recording this not knowing when we're going to get an internet connection again. So it might be like tomorrow at Starbucks. I'm just sitting there and uploading something and then going back home. So, yeah. We don't have internet. Chrissy son! What? You, you upload podcasts! I unplug podcast? Upload. Oh. Why? Sato said so! (laughs) (laughs) Good enough reason for me. Sato. I hope that you cross the moat and help me out if I'm ever in a fight. I imagine Sato, like, sitting in the drive-thru line at Wendy's, like, waiting forever, like, to get his five chicken chicken nugget and his... (laughs) Baked potato and his... <laughs> what's the ice cream treat? Uh, Frosty? Frosty. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Frosties were good. Yeah. He's like, Wendy's! <laughs> Never mind. Oh, you're on a kick. we got to get you off of it. I like Sato. I like Sardo's. Which is a karaoke <laughs> <Okay>. place. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> well, till next week... <laughs> Hopefully we'll I think we're planning on actually going to the movies next week. So. We, yeah, and well, let's not let's not reveal what we might see. We but. will not, but we will hopefully have internet by then, so you'll hear from us sooner rather than later. We apologize for the last five minutes of this podcast where we've basically been just like, you know, blabbing with no point. Which is pretty much what we did the, I was gonna the say. forty five minutes before that. Or but we can apologize for the whole podcast at this point. Let's apologize. For everything. Yes. I apologize for the existence of Titanic 2. I apologize for the existence of Titanic 1. I apologize for the impending divorce. I apologize for your face! I apologize that you don't know how to imitate people on... I apologize for the whiteout on your tennis shoes. (laughs) It's a good way to get out of spots. The whiteout on my Adidas is brilliant. It might be the best thing I've ever done. Alright, well... It's time for me to go to sleep. Yeah, me too. Until next time, catch you on the flip side. And by flip side, he means Twitter, which is at Justin Winters or at Chris K-R-I-S Winters. And that's it. Yuggy! Oh, God. (laughs) 
Hit me up on Twitter. That was actually pretty good. So that is on Twitter. You're getting better. Okay. Okay. Bye.